Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media. And free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Well, my name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So we're now in the second, we're in the midst of the second full week of the MLB offseason and it's awards week. We're getting some announcements. Brian Snicker finished third in the NL Manager of the Year voting. Congratulations to him for once again being considered among the best of his peers, as he rightfully should be. We're all waiting for Thursday when Ronald Acuna Jr. should be announced as the NL MVP. But when it comes to the news we're all waiting for, about, you know, seeing some player movement, seeing some signings, seeing some trades, there hasn't been a lot of that as of yet. This offseason has been more defined by coaching news, new managers and new places, coaching staffs being filled out. That's, you know, been a part of the headlines, a big part of the headlines over the past several days. But there have been some, some noteworthy mentions of the Braves over the past few days, and we're going to hit on them in this edition of the Daily Hammer. And you've got them being connected to some pretty significant names. We'll first start out with, you know, some more minor news that occurred on Tuesday. Of course, across baseball on Tuesday at 5 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, that was the deadline for teams to add prospects to their 40-man roster that they, these prospects that the team did not want to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft, and then they lose them in that draft. Now, the Braves had a few prospects that that deadline impacted on Tuesday, but the Braves didn't add any any of these prospects to their 40-man roster. The reason why is it's not expected that any of those prospects that were impacted by the deadline or that will be eligible for the Rule 5 draft, it's not expected any of them are to the level that a major league team would want to keep them on their roster all of next season. But the other news that occurred on Tuesday was at least a bit interesting. You know, the Braves designated starter Yanni Torinos for assignment, the Braves had picked up Torinos in the midst of last season, made five starts for him. Braves won four out of the five starts, but Torinos struggled. He was never considered a long-term option for the roster, so they designated him for their assignment, and they added reliever Penn Murphy. Now, Murphy had a very good 2022 season, but this is the second time that the Braves have made a pretty interesting move when it comes to a 40-man roster spot. Several days ago, they added left-handed reliever Angel Padermo from the Pirates to their 40-man roster. So in both Padermo and Murphy, the Braves have added 
relief arms that have shown at least some intrigue, shown, shown at least some productivity at the major league level, and especially in terms of strikeouts. But the interesting wrinkle is that both Padermo and Murphy were hurt during the 2023 season, and both of them will miss all, most of, if not all, of 2024. So the Braves aren't expecting an immediate impact from either of these arms. But the reason why the Braves have added them to the 40-man roster is because Padermo can be controlled through 2028. Murphy can be controlled through 2029. So you have arms that you can control for your bullpen at cheap prices for multi for many years to come. Even though they may not make an impact to 2024. Now, the most likely scenario for both of these players is that they are eventually removed from the 40-man roster as the winter goes along and other moves are made. But if both or either one of them survive the winter on the roster and then can be added to the 60-day IL in spring training, that means at no cost at all, the Braves have added a potential interesting arm for the future, an arm that they basically got for free that could add value into the future. So those, the move that occurred today with Penn Murphy a few days ago with Angel Padermo may add up to nothing. Those are simply names that could be removed from the 40-man roster if other more significant moves are made later on this offseason. But they're at least interesting in that they could be an arm or two that could add value down the line. Of course, that remains to be seen as the offseason moves along. But the most noteworthy connections that have been made about the Braves over the past few days is of who they potentially could go after this offseason. And we'll just go ahead and focus right on the most intriguing news note over the past few days of all of these. And, and when I say intriguing, that's the word that stands out. John, John Morosi mentioned that free agent every Mr. Everything, Shohei Otani, the best player in baseball, he's potentially intrigued by the idea of playing for the Atlanta Braves. Well, I'm intrigued by the idea of playing for the Atlanta Braves. That's, that's my reaction to that report, that Shohei Otani is intrigued by playing for the Atlanta Braves. And furthermore, Shohei Otani may not necessarily go to the highest bidder over going to the team that he feels can give him the best chance to win. I am saying that I do not feel that is completely accurate because money has not entered the conversation as of yet. In other words, this whole thought of Shohei Otani being intrigued by playing for the Atlanta Braves, this is posturing. Instead of being a report that actually has potential. I do not think there is a realistic chance at all that Shohei Otani is an Atlanta Brave. Because there are many more teams with a significantly bigger need for Shohei Otani that are likely going to be willing to go at a significantly higher price to get him than the Braves. Now, make no mistake at all, if Shohei Otani, if there is any legitimate truth to the fact that Shohei Otani wants to be a Brave, Shohei Otani needs to be a Brave. The Braves had the money to make it happen. Whatever you want to talk about in terms of not wanting to invest so much in one player, whatever you know concerns you may have of roster, whatever with Shohei Otani that he can't pitch in 2024, I don't care. If there's legitimate truth to the point that Shohei Otani wants to be a Brave and it's reasonable at all, the price that he wants to be a Brave, you go make him a Brave. But again, I don't think that's realistic. I think this is simply posturing. 
for Shohei Otani, if he says that he's intrigued by being a member of the Atlanta Braves, that's going to put more pressure on other teams to spend more to get him to come to their team. And of course, the Braves are going to sit there and be completely open to the idea, because then that means, especially for other National League teams, that those National League teams may have to pay, may, may have to pay more for Shohei Otani. I understand that Shohei Otani is probably intrigued by the fact that if he joined the Braves, this truly would be a super team. You've arguably arguably got the most valuable pitching commodity in baseball in Spencer Strider. You've arguably got the you know most significant hitting asset in Ronald Acuna Jr. outside of Shohei Otani already on the Braves. Why not add the best player in baseball? But again, I, I think that this is just simply posturing. This is a leverage play both by Otani and the Braves. They're going to sit here and milk it all up. But do I think there's a realistic chance at all that Shohei Otani is going to be a Brave at some point this offseason? I do not. I think the favorites are the Dodgers, the Mariners, um, the Cubs, and the Rangers in no specific order. I, I would be very, I would be pretty mildly surprised if he went elsewhere besides the Dodgers. But at the end of the day, it's great to think about. It's it's an awesome, awesome thing to speculate on. But I just think this is a matter of posturing. You're going to see Shohei Otani intrigued for different reasons other than money by several other teams as time goes on. But at the end of the day, when money enters the conversation, I think other teams are going to have a bigger reason than the Braves to pay a higher amount than the Braves would want to. And that's why I think Shohei Otani is going to be elsewhere outside of Atlanta once the by the time this offseason ends. But that doesn't mean that there hasn't been other connection between the Braves and certain players that could potentially be a reality this offseason, and it all focuses on the Braves adding that significant arm to the rotation that many across Braves country and baseball feel is the next logical move for Atlanta. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So on Sunday night, Dave O'Brien, um, he uh, published a piece for The Athletic. He talked about the fact that there could be more truth than many may anticipate 
to the idea that the Braves are going to explore what Von Grissom can do in left field. The Braves have every reason to think that Von Grissom's bat can translate to the major league level, especially what he did as a 22-year-old at AAA. Again, you had a 22-year-old at AAA put together a 300 average, 400 OBP, 500 slugging season. That's a very, very good sign that Von Grissom could be a productive bat at the major league level. But can his glove translate to left field? That remains to be seen. But if the Braves are going to be willing to commit to that, the benefit of that besides having Von Grissom's bat in the lineup is the fact that you also have cost savings. He's going to be a cheap option of productivity for years to come, and that potentially frees up money not only for 2024, but also beyond for the Braves to look to add to their pool that they can go use on starting pitching. Well, Ken Rosenthal continued the stop process on Monday morning. He talked about the fact that, you know, there's a thought out there that the Braves won't go above $22 million on a per-year basis for a player when it comes to free agency or signing a player long-term. $22 million is the highest amount that, you know, any future player is making on their contract for any of the contracts that the Braves have signed players to over the next several years. They didn't go above that amount to re-sign Freddie Freeman or um, um, Dansby Swanson, and they have not gone above that amount yet with Max Freed. So, you know, that may play a part in the reason why he hasn't signed. So I get why there's belief or I get why there's a thought out there as to why the Braves may not go above $22 million, but Ken Rosenthal, Clearly clearly illustrated that the Braves would be willing to go above that in the right situation. He went also further than that and speculated that Aaron Nola could be a fit. Aaron Nola has a close relationship with Rich Kranitz, the pitching coach for the Braves. You also have plenty of familiarity with how many times Nola has faced the Braves over the years. So Ken Rosenthal speculated that Aaron Nola could potentially be an option for Atlanta. Well, then John Morosi picked it up later on on Monday and said that the Braves, among other teams, have been connected to both um, Aaron Nola as well as Sonny Gray. So, it's early in the offseason. John John Morosi is not necessarily, you know, he doesn't necessarily have the best track record of being accurate with these type of reports. But you have, you can connect the dots. You can see from multiple outlets the fact that the Braves are, it's rumored to be do making decisions, it's rumored to be doing things that is going to free up money for them to potentially go after a significant addition to their starting rotation. Now, a couple of things have to be considered. When it comes to an Aaron Nolan, when it comes to a Sonny Gray, when it comes to an Eduardo Rodriguez, those level of type pitchers, I think that any of the Japanese pitchers or Blake Snell, I don't necessarily know if any of those make sense due to price, familiarity, what have you. But I think that the Braves are going to look and that they're going to be willing to spend a significant amount of money for multiple years on a pitcher that they feel can consistently give them 25 to 30 starts per years to come. A pitcher that they feel could be an innings eater and that could feel that number three at times number two role in the rotation. And then when it comes to the playoffs, a pitcher that they feel can put can keep them in games and go through opposing lineups multiple times for years to come as well. And you can make a case that Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, Eduardo Rodriguez, those level of pitchers, they fit that bill. Because the idea of the Braves adding a starting pitcher for 2024 it's not just about next season. It's about beyond that. Because you've got Max Reed with one year left on his contract. 
before he hits free agency. You know Charlie Morton likely is going to retire over the next few years. The Braves don't yet have you know a commitment to him beyond 2024. So next year, after next year, you could be losing both Morton as well as Max Freed. So the Braves are looking for consistency. They're looking for a pitcher that could, you know, every now and then step up and be a top of the front of the rotation type pitcher with Spencer Strider. And the hope is, is that one or two years from now, you've got Strider, you've got another reliable veteran in the starting rotation if it's not Freed or Morton, and you've got Hurston Waldrop as well as A.J. Smith-Shaver coming into the fray as being top of the rotation's options as well. But back to looking at free agency this year and adding another starting pitcher. You've got options out there that you know can be consistent, that you know can eat innings, that you're familiar with, and that have shown productivity in the playoffs. Those type of pitchers are out there. So if the right one became available at the right price, could you see the Braves pull the trigger? Sure. Absolutely. I personally would make sure that Max Freed is locked up before you made any move like that. I would rather pay Max Freed five-plus years at 20-plus million per year than any of the pitchers that are out there. But if he's asking too much, he's coming off a year in which there were injury concerns, and it just doesn't make sense for the Braves to sign him long-term unless they do it at an uncomfortable level, we know that Alex Anthopoulos doesn't operate that way. He's not going to make a long-term move if he's uncomfortable with it, and I think that if the Braves were comfortable with Freed, they already would have signed him long-term. And the other reason why free agency, I think, makes the most sense is because there also is is the trade market, right? You know, one aspect of, you know, big names this year... One avenue to seeing big names change teams this year are several, you know, pitchers, top of the rotation type potential pitchers who could be had via trade because they're one year away from free agency. Tyler Glass now of the Rays, Corbin Burns of the Brewers, Shane Bieber of the Indians. Could any of those make sense for Atlanta? Sure. But my thing about that, my, my question about going that route is what would benefit the Braves? by having to pay a significant prospect price to go get a pitcher that could help them out in 2024. But then at the end of next year, you now have three pitchers who you're going to have to lock up in some way, shape, or form to keep them around beyond next year. Freed, Charlie Morton, and if the Braves trade for a significant arm that's got one year left to control. It doesn't make too much sense to go that route. So I think if the Braves are going to make a trade for a pitcher to put in the starting rotation, it's someone that has many years of control left. Of course, you also could be watching to see, you know, moves other teams makes and see if there's an arm or two that becomes available unexpectedly that for some reason it just wasn't working out where they were, but they've had a track record of success. So you want to see if you can make it work out again in Atlanta. A perfect example of that is Cal Quantrill, who the Indians made available. For him to move on to another team, he's got multiple years of control left when it comes to arbitration. He's had past success. That's the type of move the Braves could make. And that they get that player into the fold now, but because they have control of them beyond 2024, if they have a good year in 2024, well, then the Braves can look to keep him around longer the next year. So you've got the trade market. You've got the option of potentially going after free agents who you could look to see if you can give them better results in Atlanta and then you benefit from it by investing in them long term. 
But none of those options bring the certainty, both in the short term and long term, that some of these options in free agency have, and that's why I think the Braves are so intrigued about the idea of making a significant move to sign a starting pitcher this offseason when that really hasn't been a big priority in past offseasons. Yeah, the Braves have spent big money on short-term contracts on pitchers, but they've never really looked to spend, you know, a big amount of money per year over multiple years for a pitcher. Well, that may be a shift in the philosophy to get an arm they can rely on at a reasonable cost, both for now and into the future. So for that reason, sure. I think there's pros and cons to signing an Aranola or a Sonny Gray or an Eduardo Rodriguez long-term. With all three of those pitchers, there's a chance that if you invest 20-plus million in them over multiple years, it may not be the best contract. But if the Braves like what they see, and they feel that this, at, at the cost that it will take to get them, they feel that there's a good chance that though, that, that pitcher or pitchers will be there for them both in the regular season and the playoffs, you absolutely could see them making the move. So I definitely do think that the Braves are going to be looking in any way, shape, or form they can to get another significant name added to the starting rotation, and they're going about it the way in which it's not only focused on 2024, but also beyond. The good thing is is that there's plenty of options out there. It'll just be interesting to see what avenue the Braves take to truly get a significant arm that can help them in 2024 and beyond. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Make sure you check out all the great content whenever it's available. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content whenever it drops into the feed. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.